Should the federal government be allowed to collect individualized data on college students? That's the question we'll get into on this special edition of Suspending the Rules. I'm Adam Taylor from Bloomberg Government. I'm joined by my fellow legislative analyst, Danielle Parnas. Hello. And BGov education policy reporter, Emily Wilkins. Hi, good to be here today. So the College Transparency Act would repeal the longstanding ban on federal collection of college student data, including background information and results like whether they graduated and what kind of wages they're earning. Emily, you sat down with one of the bill's sponsors, Republican Senator Bill Cassidy. What's the thinking behind this push? So right now, the government does collect some data on students, but it doesn't provide a comprehensive picture. For example, we have graduation rates, but they're only for full-time students who are attending college for the first time, and that no longer makes up a majority of college students in America. We also have earnings data, but only for students who receive federal student aid. The idea behind this is that if we can get more data, then, say, a first-generation Hispanic student in Texas can compare various engineering programs and see which of them have been most successful for students like him. So what's the case against it? Why is the ban currently there? The big concern here is privacy and concern that the federal government and the education department will not be able to adequately protect individual students' data and information. These concerns have tried to be addressed in several pieces of legislation, including the one that I talked to Senator Cassidy about, but there's simply a lot of concern that this could be misused or improperly implemented or that it could be hacked and the information could get into the hands of third parties and people who aren't the federal government. So there's also an ongoing push to extend and rework the Higher Education Act. How does this fit into that? So as they look into the Higher Education Act, the question of student information and student data are one of the big sticking points. As this bill goes forward, there's bipartisan support in both the House and the Senate for uh, Senator Cassidy's bill. However, there are also a lot of concerns, including from two very important Republicans, Virginia Fox from North Carolina, the head of the House Education and Workforce committee is very strongly against this. She was the initial person who brought the ban into play. And then Senator Lamar Alexander has also expressed some concerns. I asked Senator Cassidy how we got into this topic, and he told me that we're simply at the point in America where between the cost of college and the $1.4 trillion in student debt, that it's something that he feels needs to be addressed. Dr. Cassidy, can you talk a bit about how you got involved in this issue? We had a series of hearings in the HELP Committee. And you'd hear stories about how somebody was $500 short on their final semester. They can't make it. And so that $500 short means that they dropped out with one semester left to go and they never paid back. No, they are then done for their debt. Lastly, I'll say, I could give you story after story. But then lastly, I'll say that, um, not two more things. Uh, there was a woman who I ran into, her husband had been shot, so I went to visit her. Uh, husband died. And I asked her, what can I do for you? And she said, I took $30,000 in student loan debt when I went to this university. Uh, and I've never been able to pay it back. And I said, well, what did you do? She said, well, I bought a car and I, I bought furniture. And it was not wise decisions, but that's what I did. So on the one hand, you realize that students need to be better prepared at age 18 as to how they borrow. But then the second thing is you begin to realize uh, through testimony and elsewhere that sometimes people are paying $60,000 a year for tuition, and the degree with which they do, do graduate with in no way approaches their ability to pay that off. 
I could go example after example, but there's so many of them if you say that there's 1.5 trillion in outstanding debt, that something needs to be done to make the student and the parents a better consumer of higher education. And so this bill would give a wider range of students an idea if they're going to be able to graduate, how likely it is they're going to have certain earnings, and it's going to break it down at the program level, not just the school level. Yeah, so it won't just be this private university versus that public, it'll be the program within. So if you go to my alma mater, Louisiana State University, and you graduate in petroleum engineering and the oil market's up, then you can guess that your first year income might be $100,000 uh, and that you can expect a certain acceleration of your income. Or if you go to another university and graduate in gender, gender studies, uh, LSU is public, so you have a pretty low tuition, all things considered. You may go to a private university, spend $50,000 a year, graduate in gender studies, and as a friend of mine said, whose niece was graduating in such a program, it's good preparation to become a barista. Now, this is not to denigrate the curriculum. It is just to observe what the financial opportunity is with that degree. Uh, so I think we need more people prepared to make more money and pay off their loans than less money and become mired in debt. And sort of the flip side of that, though, is there is currently a ban on collecting some of this data that the College Transparency Act would collect, and there is concerns about privacy. And I wanted to see, I know you've had discussions with other lawmakers, and I'm sure this is something that has come up. And so I wanted to see sort of how you've addressed the question of privacy and how you see that fitting into this uh, data equation. It anonymizes data, mm -hmm. number one. Number two, it specifically prohibits the collection and reporting of sensitive personal information. That would include citizenship, that would include health status, discipline records, elementary, secondary education, course grades, religion, boom! You can't record that, and you can't send it in. But what it can say uh, is that if you are an African-American studying engineering at this university th from this socioeconomic, this is your likelihood of graduation. And that's important. That is so important. Whereas if you go to that university, you have a lower graduation rate. And your tuition and future earnings are this here, and they're that there. Now that is anonymized, but it's pretty important to that family, isn't it? And so we're trying to give the information that is important, not the, not the, not the information which is student-specific. And when you have discussions with senators, I know a number of Republican senators have recently joined on to this bill, uh, Senator John Cornyn, Senator Tom Tillis. What have your discussions with them been like? How have you been able to convince them to join on as a co-sponsor? And what concerns did they raise that you, that you were able to overcome? There's a lingering concern regarding privacy. And as I just said, we explicitly take care of that issue. But I think the... What is motivating folks to join on is that Republicans and else, we have bipartisans, so say everybody that's a co-sponsor are about transparency. And I want to give power to the student and power to the student's family. Right now, they are at the mercy of folks who would portray, oh, this is the cost of our university education, but they're not including fees, our housing, our cost of transportation. It's just tuition. That's misleading, totally misleading. Um, whereas another university will say, well, this is the cost, and they will include those. It's not an apples and apples. So I think everybody who's signing on wants power to the student and power to her family, 
and they want the transparency that, that, that is required to give them power. As long as the university has all the information, the student is at their mercy. But if the student and the university know the same thing, then it's a wise, rational decision, we hope. And right now, I know that the, uh, the Education Department does put out a college scorecard. They do put out some information, but that information is incomplete. It only includes first-time, full-time students. It only includes students on student aid. Correct. And what we'd like to do is, and as somebody once pointed out, President Obama, who I think started at Occidental and ended up at Yale, would be considered a college dropout. Uh, obviously an incredibly bright man who had a very good academic career. And that's all just because he transferred schools and Correct. the current system does not account for that. Does not account for that. But it is possible to account for that. And I think we do need to, given that so many students now transfer. Two of your colleagues, uh, Ron Wyden and Marco Rubio, have also introduced a bill with a similar goal. I believe it's called the Right to Know Before You Go Act. And I wanted to see if you, what your thoughts on that bill was, if that is one that winds up coming up, if that's something you think that you can support, or if that's something that you think is a bit incomplete. You know, I'm not as familiar with that, but I know it's a more, has more stringent uh, privacy requirements. Um, but um, let me just give a paradigm of how we approach any bill. Is it adequate to get data from 5,000 different institutions of higher education? Do they have the do those 5,000 institutions have the technological ability to submit that data? Will there be duplicate reporting? And what happens if all this is unworkable or better technology comes out? We think the College Transparency Act, which takes data which is currently being submitted, um, which does not duplicate, in fact, can end some duplication, is the better way to go. Um, it kind of reminds me of the old saying that the enemy of the good is the perfect, but you strive for the perfect you never achieve, whereas if you strive for that which it's anonymized, and it's per institution, and it's per program within the institution, uh, and it's graduate first income and then income going forward. That's what students need. I think what we have is kind of a better way to go. And I know that their bill also includes something called uh, multi-party computing. And I know that this has been something even the education department has talked about as a potential solution for how to have the data out there without any one particular party being able to see all the data. That way it can't be hacked, it can't be misused. It's still a bit of a new technology. I'm just curious if you've heard about it or have any thoughts about what role it might be able to play. Well, I think that um, the real issue is how do we keep the data securely? Okay, that, that's really what we're after. And what they are suggesting would require uh, legislation and would require the creation of new systems. Okay, So I think that um, all that's great. But all that is going to create delay, and it all presumes that it can occur. The reason I prefer the College Transparency Act is that it's the, the, the data collection efforts led by the National Center for Education Statistics, which has strong protocols for securing data, for protecting student privacy, has an excellent track record for hosting and safely protecting uh, student data. It's already required by law to develop and enforce standards for individual level data, 
And as an added protection, the College Transparency Act requires the National Center to institute the latest federal data security standards developed by the National Institute of Standards and Technology. So all this builds upon that which we know already works, as opposed to creating another system. And, um, uh, and frankly, nobody has complained about current levels of data being um, leaked or otherwise. It's, it's, I think the MPC, to an extent, is a solution looking for a problem when I think we're taking that which works and building upon it to make it even more accessible. I see, taking what we have and already using that instead of trying to go off with some new software that we haven't really tested yet. Yeah. I know that right now you are a member of the Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee. I know that uh, Senator Alexander and Senator Murray are working on a Higher Education Reauthorization Act. Um, this bill would seem like an obvious fit to be a part of that package. And I wanted to sort of see if you could talk a bit about, at this point, have you had any discussions with Senator Alexander and Senator Murray about including the College Transparency Act in a higher education package? So the higher education package will not move this Congress. It'll be next Congress. And what we've focused on is getting is, one, you've got to socialize. You've got to socialize the concept with fellow senators. And as you begin to socialize, you get more co-sponsors. Now, now, the more you have co-sponsors, the more people speak of it positively, the more momentum it builds. So what we're trying to do is just acquaint people. No, it does nothing about privacy. It animizes data. Why do we need it? We need it because we have 1.5 trillion in student loan debt and lots of kids are not finishing school because this curriculum is not right for them, on and on. As we get more co-sponsors, we think that we build momentum so that when it does come up next year, we'll be positioned to get it included. Got it. And at this point, are you confident that it's going to wind up being included? Or do you feel like you're creating that momentum with some of the more recent co-sponsors? You know, I never try and predict the future. All I know is that if you work really hard and you've got a good idea and you work, 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 sometimes good things happen. And that's my philosophy on everything I do in the Senate. This is a great idea. As the parent of two kids in college, one's graduate school, one's in undergrad, and another who's on her way, I think it's a great idea. And I do think that if we continue to work, 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 we can get it in the final bill, and that's what I intend to do. I think I'm all set, Senator. Thank you so much for taking the time today, and I'll definitely look forward to following this issue as the HA reauthorization continues. Hey, thank you. We can have a follow-up as things progress, because I'd love to discuss it some more. Yes, this would be great. 15 minutes is short, but I, I know you're busy, and I much appreciate it. Thank you. That was my interview with Senator Bill Cassidy in his office, and we will be continuing to follow what happens with the College Transparency Act and student data. Thanks, Emily. For Emily Wilkins and Danielle Parnas, I'm Adam Taylor. Thank you for listening to this special episode of Suspending the Rules from Bloomberg Government.